0: That's dot com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. We're here to recap your Tuesday action around the diamond and get you ready for 12 games on Wednesday. Nine games early, 105 p.m. Eastern, 10.05 a.m. Pacific time. Two afternoon games, one evening game on the docket for Wednesday. But before we get there, make sure you check me out on Twitter at BDENTREK, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K, for all the fun stuff. Going around there, make sure you check out PitcherList.com, pro and uh, PL Plus. All the great stuff that PitcherList has to offer discords and more to uh to get you rocking and rolling for the fantasy baseball season but let's recap a fun-filled Tuesday of action for you and we'll kick it off with the big news big news didn't even happen on the diamond on Tuesday it's gonna happen on the diamond on Wednesday the one the only Grayson Rodriguez getting the call to fill in for the injured Kyle Bradish, who had was obviously we talked about on yesterday's show hitting the foot by line drive Grayson's getting the call. He will start on Wednesday today as you listen to the podcast. So that should be fun. The questions obviously are how many innings, how many pitches, because that was a concern before he got sent down and didn't even make the team. So could be a fun one. Gets Texas in Texas opposite the one, the only Jacob deGrom. So it should be a really fun one between Grayson Rodriguez, deGrom, Orioles, Rangers, some uh, kind of must-see TV on a little Wednesday afternoon for you. All right, Uh, we mentioned Johnny Cueto left early on Monday's game. He went on the IEL on Tuesday, so with right bicep to the night. So, so did Joey Wendell with right intercostal strain. As a result, as predicted, Braxton Garrett returns to the Miami Marlins. Kind of talked about that on yesterday's show. And he's going to fill in for the time being, most likely, in Cueto's spot. And like I said, big, big fan of Braxton Garrett coming from the left side. There's a great pitcher. was really good last year. Young guy. I think he's ready to take another step, so don't mind him. And then Garrett Hampson's a bit frustrating because, yes, he's filling Joey Wendell's shoes, another kind of utility infield guy. But, man, they have so many infielders. It's it's killer. I'm not rushing to go get Garrett Hampson. We've seen the Garrett Hampson show. You see it once in a while. He makes you happy. Then he makes you really, really sad for quite some time. So I'm just going to pretend he's not around right now, and I'm going to focus on Braxton Garrett as the fab waiver wire target out of this whole transaction. A bit of news that I'm still kind of like, okay, prove it, guy. Just prove it. It's Lance McCullers uh, saying he's throwing from 90 feet on back-to-back days now, high intensity on back-to-back days, that he's feeling ahead of schedule, should be throwing off a mound here pretty soon was the word. These are all his words, I believe, from the interviews. He's He said he's ahead of schedule. I'll believe it when I see it. I love Lance McCullers. I root for Lance McCullers. When he can flip that curveball 80% of the time, it's glorious. I still have to see it to believe it type situation. A very positive out of Cubs camp down there in rookie ball in Arizona, extended spring training, whatever you want to call it, in Mesa. Seiya Suzuki, he played DH on Tuesday, receiving a couple of at-bats as he's getting ramped up to hopefully return by the end of April. I thought I was hearing in the third week of April, maybe the end of April, so that would be great to get Seiya back. For those that took a little gamble on him in draft season, saying I'll stash him and see how it goes, well, it's starting to go. That's a good thing. Dunder Henderson was out of Tuesday's lineup for the Baltimore Orioles. They saw a hand. It was swelling up after an incident in uh, Monday's game. They didn't really say, like, if he hit by a pitch, and he slid. Sound like he slid wrong. That's what it sounds like, honestly. So swelling on Monday, didn't play on Tuesday. So said they could have probably pinch hit if needed him. They expect him back in the lineup on Wednesday, or they might just say, no, we'll give you an extra day off and see you Friday. Type situation. Well, because he's going to face Jacob DeGrom. If I have a sore hand, I don't think I want to face Jacob DeGrom. So we'll see how that one plays out. Kentamaeta was in a dandy. We'll get to the reason why later. His opponent just does it again. We'll get to him on the recap of the pitching department here. But Kentamaeta was throwing well too, but he had to leave his his start after five solid innings with uh, arm fatigue. They were really worried at first. The trainer came out. He was shaking his arm, going off the the mound, but afterwards he just files it. It's arm fatigue. I'm still getting loose, you know, coming off the the year missing Tommy John, all because uh, of Tommy John, all that good stuff. So, Kenton Midas says he should be fine to make his next start. Don't be too worried. I still always get concerned when I see that, but I'll listen to a veteran pitcher that knows himself a lot better than I do. Uh, just a heads up on Thursday, we were supposed to get the home opener for the Minnesota Twins. They take on the Houston Astros. Nasty weather coming around, folks, and so that game was postponed and moved to Friday due to the weather. That's why you see a lot of these teams that play in weird at, weird environments that get those extra off days around openers to try to make it work. Last but not least, as expected, Max Fried was placed on the IL. No surprise there, but they're saying it's kind of like he shouldn't be out too long, don't, don't think it's a bad, bad thing. So I'm thinking it's 15 games at the most when it comes to Max Freed. And on the flip side, Bryce Elder gets the call to fill his rotation spot. And Bryce Elder will get the start on Wednesday against the St. Louis Cardinals. So that is a great spot in DFS for those keeping track at home. All right, let's talk about some hitting highlights on this uh, big, big Tuesday. Slate of action, Brian Anderson continues to crush baseballs. He went three for four with two home runs, double two runs, scored six RBIs as the Bruku Beat Max Scherzer in the Mets 9 to nothing. So far this season, Anderson's hitting 533 with three home runs, 10 RBIs, and almost a 16% walk rate. He's looking locked in. When Julio Rice went down with an injury, Anderson slid right over to third base as he's playing right field. This is a good, good, good addition for the Milwaukee Brewers. And an extra note here Scherzer is off again. And there's a point in this game where Rowdy Teles, big Rowdy, my boy, Brian Anderson, and Garrett Mitchell went back to back to back off of Mad Max. So good stuff there. Teoscar Hernandez, the uh, the, uh, the Seattle Mariners woke up a bit on uh, Tuesday night going up against, uh, it was Detmers on Monday, on Tuesday, Jose Suarez, who I'm a big, big fan of. Teoscar went two for four, two home runs, two runs scored, four RBIs. So it's good to see him get off the schneid. And he wasn't the only right-handed hitter for the Mariners that hit two home runs. You had A.J. Pollock, the veteran, with two for four, two homers, two runs, five RBIs. So the boys combined four homers, nine ribbies in between Pollock and T. Oscar. Big, big day in Seattle. Brian Reynolds, I promise you I'm not going to mention him every uh, episode, but he's doing things, folks. He's doing it. He went three for four again on Tuesday with a double home run and running two RBIs after his two-home run game on Monday. He's now hitting 429 on the season with four home runs. Got to get some guys on base for him, though he only has six RBIs. Come on, Pirates, come on now. Another great spot against Corey Kluber on Wednesday for Brian Reynolds and the Pittsburgh Pirates, so keep that one in mind as well. For more details on the day's top hitters and more, check out the Daily Batters box over at pitcherlist.com. All right, so starting pitching highlights to get you through here. I kind of hinted at it that Kenta Maeda was in a, a great game but was out in theory because he faced Sandy Alcantara, And that is the problem. Nine innings pitched, zero runs. Some call that a shutout, folks. That is impressive, uh, especially in your second start of the season. Three hits, one walk, five Ks. Here's where my concern lies. And this is kind of what my talk was in the preseason, is he's an accumulator. He has to have the innings to have X, Y, and Z. Um, The ratios are great, obviously, when you give up four base runners and nine innings and nowhere in runs. Those are phenomenal ratios. Five Ks, you want more. The thing I'm curious about, I know Nick Pollock will talk about this very much and in depth on Wednesday and write about it as well. Um, Only 15 whiffs over his 100 pitches thrown for a 27% CSW. That's below average. That is where my concern always has 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 been with Alcantara. It could be crazy concerns because he could probably be doing stuff like this all season long, but he wasn't getting the whiffs. He wasn't getting the the CSW numbers we're looking for and that still leaves me a bit cautious, but you can't knock nine-inning hit, nine inning shutout, three hits, one walk, 5Ks. Pretty good stuff there from Sandy Alcantara. All right, Luis Castillo, 5-2, and two, there's any pitch, no earn, two hits, two walk, 6Ks against Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim. When you could do that against Trout, Notani, and, and company, Taylor Ward, who's hitting well, that's big boy stuff there for Luis Castillo. He had 17 whiffs, 29% CSW on uh, 99 pitches. It was good to see him get close to 100 pitches. The CSW God, needs to be over 30, but uh, getting the whiffs in a much smaller sample than Mr. Alcantara. That's why I want to bring it up. He basically had two more whiffs and a higher CSW on a three and a third fewer innings pitch, but obviously only one fewer pitch. Uh, And then Kenta Maeda, I just wanted to give him some love. We mentioned him in the injury report, but he was opposite Sandy Alcantara. Kenta, five innings, one hit, three hits, or one earned, three hits, no walks, nine strikeouts in his five innings. This is the other reason I wanted to mention him. He had 17 whiffs, but Kenta Maeda led the major leagues, at least starting pitchers, on Tuesday with a CSW of 39% on 79 pitches, left the game with arm fatigue. Good to see Kenta fooling some people out there, getting those strikeouts, not just stay on the field. Because we talked about him a lot late in draft season, as you know, he's he's taking his whole time. He's taking extra time to come back from TJ. What are we doing here? Well, we'll, we'll wait and see. But I think we're getting closer to finding out as long as it is strictly arm fatigue that took place with Kenta up. For much more in the starting pitching world and landscape of things, make sure you check out the plus pitch podcast with Nick Pollock and to read his daily SP roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching, where he's got you covered seven days a week. So go check that out. Relief pitching, it wasn't as crazy as a day. You know, Kyle Finnegan blew a save, okay, but it wasn't as crazy as Monday. That was just bonkers, saves everywhere. But we did get some interesting things to keep an eye on here. And this was kind of a, a topic of conversation. With the D-backs, when Dre Jamison did not make the starting rotation and not and he didn't get sent down like Brennan fought, they put him in the bullpen. And he's got electric stuff. And he picked up the save on Tuesday by pitching two innings, gave up a run, got a couple strikeouts. So he wasn't like flawless, didn't come in in just the ninth. But it was one of those they used ginkle after gallon and then it went to Dre Jamison for the eighth and the ninth. They could have easily gone somewhere else. So this is an interesting one to monitor Dre Jamison. Might be the multi-inning save guy where there's other situations. We'll see, but definitely has some electric stuff that could fit a closing duty for sure. Uh, David Bednard got uh, his third save on Tuesday, first of three saves, no runs over three innings, uh, three appearances. And then A.J. Mentor, he cruised. He looked great in his first save opportunity for the Braves, picking that one up with a shutdown ninth inning. Read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on Pitchlist.com for more information to get your bullpens locked and loaded, to see you to stream, who to speculate on, and much more. Before we get to our thoughts on Wednesday's action, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors.
0: Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com to sign up for your trial today.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. We are with the First Pitch Podcast, getting ready to preview your Wednesday's action. Like I mentioned, nine games at one oh five p.m. Eastern time, a couple more games in the afternoon, one evening game. So a lot to go through there. In order to get ready, let's talk about the weather with the one, the only Mark Paquette. Thanks, Brian. Well, looking at today's weather, we have one afternoon game that's going to have some weather issues. Slow-moving cold front is pushing through the Cincinnati region where the Cubs and Reds finish up their early season series. Um, Much like the St. Louis and Kansas City threat from yesterday, they should be able to get this game in because it's not like a solid soaking area rain, but it's something to keep an eye on. But luckily, that's the only game to keep an eye on. So... Back to you. Thanks again, Mark. Thanks for helping us out here each and every day with the weather on these wonderful slates of action. Let's talk some DFS targets on this slate. I'm going to keep it short and sweet and simple. There's three games. There's four teams that I'm circling on the early action. When I talk DFS, it's a nine-game main slate. Tampa Bay versus Patrick Corbin. Check, check, please. We are all over that one. We were all over Tampa Bay on Tuesday. That went well. We'll be back on board on Corbin. Yandy Diaz went deep on Tuesday. He's in play. got Siri, got Estoc Perez, love a Arena. There's a lot to like in general in that whole situation. Pittsburgh Pirates, Boston Red Sox, game stack. Pittsburgh gets Corey Kluber. Boston gets Mitch Keller. Lock, load, let's have some fun in that one. There's some good value to be had. There's some payup spots, but there's some value to be had in those matchups. And then I don't mind Peyton Bryce Elder. We saw a couple good moments. Where, for the most part, it was struggle bus in 2022 for Bryce Elder. So give me some St. Louis Cardinals. I'm waiting for a big game from them. It's coming one of these days. Um, check the lineup, too. Look, day game after a night game, you might get to see some veterans get the day off. But it's a really good spot. You should get Carl um, – uh, not Carlson. You should get Donovan back at leadoff, and he's very affordable on the slate. Alec Burleson can be a punt for you. Jordan Walker's down there. And then you got your normal payup spots as well. So like me, some St. Louis Cardinals. And then let's talk pitchers. Pitchers, pitchers, this is ace day. We had some aces on Tuesday. Not gonna deny it. There were some aces. This is loaded. This is where they the, the rubber met the road when we're talking aces. And so I got a couple I got circled here because you can, you know, you got your Coles, you got uh you got Nola's, you got so many people, Burns and company. I'm looking at McClanahan against the Washington Nationals. Pretty much any pitcher versus Washington at least gets my attention. Um Logan Webb. Absolutely loved what I saw from Logan Webb. In his debut, I talked about it after his start. I talked about a lot of that stuff going into the season. Um, I'm a big fan of what Webb can do against the Chicago White Sox. I really a really Chicago White Sox team, so that could be a fun one too. And then Pablo Lopez coming off a great first start of the season, and now he gets to go into Miami. Miami, bienvenido a miami. This is going to be a fun one there as he should be able to uh, to have some fun against a very mediocre at best offense in the Marlins. So lots of aces, lots of ways to go, mix and match. But don't forget those Rays, Pittsburgh, Boston, and St. Louis bats to get you on your DFS ways. Last but not least, wanted to uh, things I'm looking forward to besides the Ace Day, where I mentioned so many guys we got here. Like it's it's is seriously crazy how many aces are on the bump, but that part makes it fun. But what also is fun is I still want to see more of this Boston Fenway crazy ball situation. I want to see steals like this Reese McGuire play and, and Pittsburgh runs wild. We get to see Grayson Rodriguez. That is the number one things on many people's list on this Wednesday of action. It's just great, folks. We get a full day of day baseball. I'm bummed we don't have a, a, much of a night at all. I don't even know why. I, did I miss something on the scheduling here? Confused. Maybe guys need to get out of town for openers elsewhere. I have no idea, but uh should be a fun one on Wednesday. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Make sure you check me out on Twitter at BD B D E N T R E K, for all my goodies uh, that I'm writing and podcasting about over there. And make sure you check out PitcherList, PitcherList.com, PL Pro, PL Plus to get you everything you need. Awesome Discord, rankings, um, projections, optimizers, everything you can need to be successful in daily and season long fantasy, thanks to PitcherList.com. But for now, everybody, this was your first pitch podcast Wednesday, April 5th edition. I'll catch you guys next time.